Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign. My name is Moss, I use Z, them pronouns, and I'm playing Ember, who uses they, them pronouns. They are a human paladin of the singing flame. My name is Mel, I use they, them pronouns. I play Trick, who also uses they, them pronouns. Trick is a huge human warrior and Ember's elder sibling. My name is Haz, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Maynard, who uses he, him pronouns, and he is a skittish wizard. So at the end of last episode, having delivered the bad news to Annette, laid Tupsikari's bones to at least a temporary rest in the undercroft of the Cathedral of the Singing Flame. Done a little research and left Rill to go and visit his boyfriend in peace. You are now meeting back up at whatever location you prearranged to meet back up. You're competent people. I'm sure you remembered to do this. Sure. <laughs> and what would you like to do? I think we should discuss what's next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, from what I understand, we could return to these these ruins where I was. And didn't you say you had to go to the Wizards College? Yes, we need to go to the Wizards College to acquire the helmet uh, to take back to the Dwarven ruins. Or the Dwarven city. Um, also... We need to figure out how we're going we to do that. Not so much finding the city what? as getting the helmet. I don't think they're going to be likely to hand it over to us if we ask real nice. But who knows? I mean, wasn't that the dwarves' reward for stealing the thing? Yes, but we're not part of their... Uh, we weren't with them. Uh, well, maybe that won't matter if we just say we are. I also... I mean, I know it's probably bit sentimental but we're trying to stop something terrible happening and I think returning family heirlooms comes pretty low on that list well I'll be trying to stop something terrible from happening there's the whole second war of gods that might happen oh Uh, yeah out of character I've forgotten but in fact, <laughs> don't recall that being a thing. That's fine. <laughs> Just my eyes glaze over like there's God reasons to do things. It's fine. We also need to acquire funds for a diamond to resurrect Tripsikari. I mean, if we deal with you know who, I'm sure somebody could find something in a hoard for us. You know who? Do I know who? You ought to. What? (laughs) (laughs) That was perfect. (laughs) Real mimes a flapping motion with his hands. Ember is still confused, even though Moss knows who you're talking about. Uh, um, deal with Arvid? What? What? Ember... <laughs> no, no, not Arvid. I don't want to see. Oh yes, uh, yes, of of course. I remember you told me about uh, Terpsichore's uh, condition. Uh, how would that help? Well, we already planned to try and resurrect Terpsichore. That was one of the points that I mentioned already. All right. Well, we could kill two birds with one stone. If we're going oh, please to Please don't this... use that phrase in this context. <laughs> oh. Could Shit. raise two birds with one diamond. <laughs> I'm going to say that Maynard made that verbal faux pas in character. <laughs> um, sorry, uh, but if we go to these ruins... They're in a place where they shouldn't be. 
and they're thousand years old at least, we might be able to find something valuable there we can sell. Yes. To collectors and historians and such. We could even take it to the Wizards College to sell, where they might be able to give us a better price. Or trade. Mm. If it's something they'd be interested in, we could get the helmet that way, maybe. Indeed. So it sounds like our best bet is to return to the ruins first. Good. Trick just looks visibly relieved that the least, like, suicidal option seems to be the one <laughs> that people are, are lighting on. <laughs> Alright, that's good. We can uh, stop off at home on the way. I've got something I should maybe put into safekeeping, I don't know. Alright. Should we spend the night in the city and set off in the morning? I think that seems wise. I mean, I should think so. I wouldn't mind a bath before heading out. That would be nice. Bathhouses certainly exist. Inns exist. You have lost access to the the free dormitory above the Guild of Couriers. It's mm. alright. You have already found a place to uh, board your horse. What's the word? Hostel? Hostel. You've hostled your horse. And I'm sure they also have rooms for people. I don't know that it's a verb, though. <laughs> you, you've, okay, you've put your horse in the kennels and I'm sure they have rooms for people as well Ember would like to find a very nice inn or something where there would be like the most comfortable beds in the city just to have one night <laughs> you can do that, it will, it will cost you a bit of money that's fine, I will treat us we just perhaps also the sort of place that will not bat an eyelid I would also like to bring in this extremely exotic bird. <laughs> yes, exactly. There's a there's a sort of a dual scale. The really cheap places don't care about the bird. That's just not their problem. The middling places are like, I don't want a three foot tall baby eagle messing up the place. The really fancy places are just like, oh yes, you have an exotic pet right this way. <laughs> Although, of course, you're still not a really quality person, because a real quality person, of course, stays with other people of quality. They don't have to lower themselves to hiring a place. Sadly, yeah. however... Jumped up new money that we are. You, you are, in fact, not that level of quality people. <laughs> give me a sec. I just want to give you a sensible figure. Mm-hmm. I will also say while we're doing this, if you are planning on travelling... Arvid is getting to the size now where you either need to be specifically spending money on making sure you have meat for him, mm. or you will be travelling slower because you have to hunt as you go along to feed Arvid. Mm. We should maybe think about finding a permanent home for him. Perhaps they could live in Grisgard until... They're old enough to decide whether they want to... I mean, they've got expensive tastes, Ember. And you... And Grisgard is a... It's a livestock farm, and what do these things eat when they become eight feet tall giant eagles? Livestock. Well, I'll leave some money with Mom and Dad so they can... Feed Arvid. Well, it's not just a question of feeding, it's a question of making up for the... You know, for the losses. I mean, soon Arvid will be able to hunt for themselves, and there's lots to hunt in the forest. I don't think Arvid is old enough to hunt for themselves yet, right? No, but soon. I... I don't know. I suppose... Um... I don't suppose, I suppose... I'm not sure there is an appropriate skill for knowing about the life cycle of a giant eagle. <laughs> Roll me a nature check for eagles in general. That's fair. Did I... Would I have found anything to that degree when I did all my research on phoenixes? Oh, so, you, so you wouldn't have found it in, in the books because there's not really anything specific on highly rare mm, giant eagles. Um, but you did have that long conversation with the... Falconer, mm-hmm. who would have explained that in the wild, a large, I mean, she couldn't, again, she was extrapolating 
rather than working from personal knowledge of giant eagles, but yes. extrapolating from eagles, which are pretty big already, even once the feathers grow in, there is then a process of learning to hunt from the parents and learning to be strong enough to fly. So, hunting for themselves, unlikely to be a, th- a thing until at least the winter. Mm. You've got at least six months of feeding this bird. Yeah. And I mean, even if we bring them back money, I mean, you know, you can't, you can't magic money into pigs. Well, I mean, Griscard has hunters. We could just keep them with us. Yeah, that is also an option. Um... I mean, it seems to me what Arvid perhaps really needs is some some giant eagles. Hmm. I would like to cast Speak with Animals. <laughs> oh no! Oh my heart! Okay. Arvid clacks at you curiously. Uh, Arvid? Mm-hmm? You're getting very big, and you're growing up so fast, and... I'm wondering, do you want to keep traveling with us, or would you prefer to have a home with more eagles? Like you. Mm. There's definitely some thought happening. I... I don't want to be lost again. Of course. You're like family to me right now. And I don't want to... I'm, I'm not trying to abandon you. I hope you know. I just want you to have a say in this conversation. I don't want to be on my own. You won't be on your own. We won't let you be on your own. You'll either be with us or we will find some eagles like you that can be around you. There were eagles like me before and they went away. Oh no! Oh, damn, how did that happen? <laughs> that was not their fault. They didn't leave because they didn't like you. But you're going to leave. God damn it. <laughs> I don't want to leave. I'm not planning on leaving. I just wanted to check with you and make sure that you're not unhappy traveling. Why do we have to keep traveling? Well, there's lots Why to do. Why can't we just go somewhere nice? We've got some important tasks that have been assigned to us and some that we've taken on ourselves. But they have to be done. And we're kind of the only people that can do them. That's silly. It is. I just want to live somewhere nice with you. Oh, I want that too. No one else can understand this, right? No, but I am relaying parts of it. Mm. Look, we'll find the solution eventually. In the meantime, I guess Arvid stays with us. Yeah. I mean, in a... Eventually, I can learn polymorph, and uh, maybe I could teach him to fly. You know, they... They need to learn to hunt sooner or later, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we can... Maybe... Teach him how to hunt. Mm, can you? I'm just thinking... We could do worse... Oh, Arvid could do worse than uh, spending some time in Halidir, at least until he's big enough to come and hunt. He still wants to. 
with us. I mean, you know, until he's big enough to actually feed himself if he wants to come back and keep traveling with us. Arvid, would you like to stay with some people who could teach you how to hunt and how to fly when you're big enough? And we'll come visit lots, and when we've finished our tasks, we can find someplace nice to stay. Or um, you could come with us once you get big enough and strong enough. I just want you to be safe. I just want to keep you safe. Are they nice people? Trick, are they nice people? I've got nothing bad to say about the folk of Holiday. Certainly always got along well enough. I think so. I think they're nice people and they'll know how to talk to you too. Do you promise to come back? Absolutely. Okay. So you'll stay with us until we can make our way up there. And we'll arrange some safe place for you to stay. And definitely, I promise you I will come back. Okay. You were talking about underground, and I don't want to go underground anymore. Yeah, that doesn't seem like the best place. Mm. He's gonna kind of snuzzle up and demand pets. <laughs> doesn't really want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Oh. Ember's making a lot of promises today. <laughs> yeah, a lot of promises, huh? You know, some people, some people, I recall other other famous RPG podcasts, you know, they're just like, oh, we've, we have taken on this this small pet. Sometimes it's an anxious and sometimes it's a goldfish in a magic bowl that you don't have to worry about. Sometimes it's a three-foot eagle who needs to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, congratulations, you have a carnivorous five-year-old orphan. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Who is, is about as capable of reasonable input into where they ought to live as your average traumatised five-year-old? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So, so... And so, and so that spell only lasts for ten minutes, so it yeah. will fairly rapidly wear off. Yeah, I figured. And you can move on to whatever the next part of your plan making is. What I'm thinking is the sensible course here, then, is we go home, we stop home briefly, just on the way, and then we can go north up to Halidir, and then we can go south down to that um, that ruin, and then we can sort of, uh, you know, and then we can go down south and go to that place, and we can work out where we're going from there, pretty much. All right. Although it might, maybe we should go Halidir first. The problem is, there's the what's the mountain range called? Is it the spine? I feel like it could be yes. A. I think so. The thing is, if we try, the thing is, of course, Halidir. We've got to go all the way round the capital, and then go back up the north side of the spine. Unless, unless we can, unless we can. Uh, actually, at this point, I'm the person most likely to know if there's a place that we can. If there's a, a what's the word? A pass. I'm going to arbitrarily say, yes, there, there is a pass, but it's quite a difficult one. So it is the kind of pass where it is passable mm. for you guys because you're on foot and one of you's on a horse. Mm. So you can make your way up the steep mountain and through yeah. the gap between them. But it would be very difficult to raise an army up that way. Yeah, yeah. Which is why Halidir is there. Which is why Halidir is there. Very awkward. Yeah. So I think, I think yeah, if we go to Grisgard first, and then we'll just have to go all the way around the spine and we can come up through Winterbourne. Because at least there's a, some sort of road up to Winterbourne. And it will be best to approach from the east anyway. Uh, Winterbourne is, is somewhere else entirely. That has nothing to do with the spine. Sorry. Oh, wait, what? It looks here like it's just to the north of the spine. Is that not accurate? Oh, sorry. No, it is there. Um, it's just, it's nothing to do with the elves. Um, I know it's nothing to do with the elves, but it's on the it's way. It's just a place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just a place. We know where yeah, things yeah. are. So we can go via Winterbourne. You can go via Winterbourne, yes. Sorry. So, all right. So probably then, unless we're expecting it will be a real quick trip down to this room, which I don't think we are, we'll have to loop all the way up to Haldir, then go all the way back down south. Um, but that should do it for us. Be a bit of a track, but should be long roads most of it, so yeah, seems doable. 
yeah, be reasonable to reach Halliday in moving fast, probably four days from Grisgard, maybe five. Oh yeah, that's that's quite nifty. That's quite nippy. I love a small world. All right, right. Okay, off tracking then. We can fucking <laughs> okay. So um, cost wise, if you want to stay somewhere nice for the evening, mm. uh, that will be two gold pieces per person. I can I can spare that. I haven't spent any money at all. <laughs> and two gold pieces in meat is about what it's costing you to feed Arvid unless you hunt, but that will take that will add to your travel time if you choose to hunt. No, I mean that's that's pretty reasonable. Um wait, hang on. I'll tell you what, I'll take the money for Arvid's um jerky out of my uh cash if that's alright with people. Because I may as well. Okay. Because I'm on it. Okay, so for the journey back to Grisgard, it's going to cost you. Checking, checking, checking. Made like an actual list of where things are. So it's going to be a week of travel back to Grisgard. Mm-hmm. So it'd be 14 gold to feed Arvid. Boy. We've been absolutely. Um, we've absolutely been hunting. Before. I've been letting you get away with it, but then you showed no yeah. signs of doing anything other than keeping the eagle, so I was like, hmm. <laughs> Maybe uh, I should raise this above the abstraction layer as a problem you have rather than merely a mascot. Yeah, yeah. Um, shall we split I can, that? I, I'm happy to just take that. Uh, I like that thought. Okay. Fast forwarding noises. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, GM, take us to the plot. <laughs> take us to the next interesting point in our journey. You board the plot train and you proceed to Grisgard, where you visit your families. Which is who are happy to see you. Slightly surprised to see you quite so soon, but happy, nonetheless. Hi, Lavender. I told you I'd be back, although only briefly. Yeah, that you did. That you did. I do actually have one thing. Of course. What is it? I don't. I don't think it'd be any danger. I really don't. It's just, uh, well, the whole reason that the reason I got given this, I say, is I kind of pull out the amulet from around my neck was to keep it safe and well now I well I don't know that I can and you know if she comes back for it I don't want her to hear oh yeah well they've gone and buggered off with it to God's own nowhere so if you could of course I can I can keep a hold of it yeah you don't have to wear it really I, it's not really my style it's more sensible to hide it somewhere safe just wish we knew what it was. Strange thing. Yeah, it might be important. Um, I don't. I don't think anyone's looking for it or anything. Just well, except obviously, you know. Um, you know, the commander might come looking for it. Who knows? Uh, just only keep it really safe. Yeah. What are you not telling me? It's. I kind of look around very furtively. Make sure none of the kids are in sight. Yeah. Oh, less less the kids. More like this is the point where you know the wicked person is like lurking in the trees and going spying. <laughs> Just general paranoia. Um, you see no sign of ninjas. Yeah, the thing is, it's um, it's got something or someone in it, and has done for a while, and I don't know who or what it is, but I figure, you know. Must be important. Well, if they haven't broken out yet, I guess they're not likely to. It's not got the silent brother wrapped up in there, or I, I can promise you that much. You know, that hadn't even occurred to me. But I'm glad to know that I don't have a guard sitting <laughs> in the fireplace niche. I raised my hat. I raised my hat quickly. So I can't promise that. <laughs> Lavender uh, tucks it away in a pocket and says, "I'll hide it somewhere. The kids won't get their paws on it." Okay, thank you, thank you, and I bring her in for another hug because, wow, I've had a stressful, I've had a stressful month, really. You had, you had a, just yes, a very stressful month, and it's so nice to be visiting home. Um, yeah, I feel like probably, I feel like probably, the Lord of Falling Waters isn't one for like animal sacrifice, right? Doesn't feel right. No, no, I would say not. Um, 
I feel like probably, like, I don't know. I'll I'll make sure to, yeah. I'll make sure to take a little bit. I'll, I'll make sure to take just a little, you know, a, a twist of a twist of paper with a bit of dirt from home in it with me, just to make mm. sure I come. Yes, that's very good. And I'll maybe fetch one for Ember as well, just in case. With maybe a, a little bit of the uh, the ash from Ember's forge in theirs. Hmm. Mm. Got to have somewhere to come back to. Always got to have somewhere to come back to. Okay. Are you taking the long way around to Halidir, or are you trying for the pass? I would recommend the long way around. I think honestly, if we, if we're at Grisgard already, certainly we may as well go the long way around. Right? May as well go the long way around. Okay. So that is going to take. Four, maybe five days. Mm -hmm. It is, once again, it is travel through the forest. You will pass... The the best road is through Frostburg. You can avoid Frostburg proper if you want. But Mm. it makes sense as a stopping place for a night. Yeah. Maynard. Yes? That sensation of, like, an internal compass faded quite a lot while you weren't in the forest. Now that you're back in the forest inside the tree line, it's much stronger again. And now that you've had that conversation with Azar and you kind of know what's going on, you can... You always know which direction the dragon is in. And you're more aware that sometimes the direction changes because she flies around. And you are having dragon dreams again. Wonderful. Love it. It's the best. (laughs) So I guess that um, Maynard's behavior will change as you venture further toward, further into the forest. Um, You'll catch him staring off into a random direction, stopping suddenly on the road and uh, looking very very tired when he wakes up from uh, from sleeping. But um, generally still pretty cheerful. I'll, uh, I think at one of those points I might offer you a, a small, I probably, I feel like a, I feel like the sort of person who ought to have a hip flask. Uh, and given that we are in um, fantasy Scandinavia at this point, yeah. oh, if you accept you're going to regret it. <laughs> <laughs> It is what you might call a tonic. It stings your eyes when you open the flask, yeah. It's not so much the alcohol content as the absolute, like, saturation of bitter herbs mixed into it. Yes, it's all the um, botanicals. It's good for you, it's bracing. (laughs) I think that Maynard would probably accept it. He says, well, uh, I don't... I don't really drink. But... Needs must. It's not drink, it's a tonic. Small sips, though. Right. And he bottoms up the, the flask and does that... <sighs> that you do when you, have, when you have something that really not nice. I'm trying to think of the horrifying <laughs> Swedish liqueur that I was subjected to, but I can't remember. <laughs> Probably tastes like aniseed and burning. And, and bitter, and your eyes sting, and you you cough, and then you just really want to sneeze. But you're not poisoned. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's like Jägermeister squared. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. Um, I would like to vocalize that Ember is casting aid every morning just in case they come across anything in the road. That's fair, that's mm-hmm. fair. Um, on your on one of the mornings as, as you're leaving Fosberg, you will get overflown by the dragon. It's a nice clear May morning and you are just setting off along the road and you can hear the wing beats. And you turn around and look up and dragon. Yep, that's a dragon. Just calmly circling around, looking for her hunting grounds for the day. 
doesn't seem particularly interested in you, doesn't seem to notice you, but... Oh, yeah. There's a dragon lives here. Occasionally, I think... What if she knew? Would it be any different? And then I also think... How long did it take Azar to get used to it? It's funny you should say that, because one of your dreams, which is just a very brief flash before you wake up, is of opening your dragon eyes and seeing very much smaller than you Azar walking across the stone plaza towards you. And then you wake up as Maynard. Ooh. Bright and early for another day on the road. You're passing the corner of the mountains now. Um, just all of this journey has been up and down. You've always been in the foothills. So it's not that you're particularly rising into the mountains. You are walking around the edge of a line of them. And you, there is a village called Winterbjorn which you can stop at on your fourth night, third night, one of those nights. Um, and at this time of year, it's a perfectly ordinary place. Hmm. Reminds you a lot of Grisgard. That's an interesting way to say that. Yeah. <laughs> the two of you who live in the forest uh, can feel free to roll history if you would like to know more about Winterbjorn. I mean, I know that I've also spent a lot of time up in the north. That is true, you have. Uh, I got a 15. I got a 4. <laughs> Maynard's a city slicker. Don't know shit. You, 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 yeah. No, you're not even from around here. So, Trick, all that's coming to mind for you is like, yeah. But it's a settlement in the mountains. I don't remember any trouble with it. Seems fine. Ember, you're going, I'm sure I've heard stories. Oh, yeah. Winterbjorn's the place where they hibernate. Oh, the dragons? Or no, no, they're people. The Just people. They're, they're, they're people. There's humans and halflings and some tieflings. And they hibernate in the winter. All right. That, that's the fun thing about Winterbjorn. But you're here in the summer, or at least the spring. You're here in May. So the people are awake, all looking kind of thin. But it's just a normal town. You can stay in a warm building which is very nice when you've been camping for a couple of nights mm -hmm. and then eventually on yeah you're traveling with an eagle and only one of you has a horse so let's say it does take you five days so on we could have about, two horses but 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 you don't <laughs> well but i can cast one if we if it would make us go faster not particularly i'd say unless you're no. all mounted it doesn't make much difference mm -hmm. Overland, there is one species which is perfectly adapted to making long, consistent progress. Yeah, and it's... you are, in fact, that species. So the horse doesn't really help. The horse ca horses are good for baggage, not really for speed. Mm. The real advantage of a horse is if you have a horse, it's the horse that has to do the walking. Mm. It's not faster, but you get to sit down. <laughs> So about midday, you will reach, it's a glacier, is what it is. It comes out of the mountains and runs across a comparatively narrow stretch of the world and then flows off into the darkness at the edge. So functionally, it's quite a short glacier. Who knows where it goes once it goes into the void? And traditionally speaking, this side of it is regular forest and is occupied mainly by halflings and humans. That side of it is the elven retreat of Haladir, occupied mainly by elves. It's still part of the forest. In particular, they still pay tax to the forest. But they're broadly self-governing. They're their own little autonomous zone within the forest and there's a certain amount of border control at least in the form of 
annoyed elves turn up if you try to blunder in and ask why you're in their house. But Trick, being wise in the ways of the forest, knows how to find the normal entrance point and uh, petition for entry or at least to speak to someone. They're not closed off the way drow cities are. Um, it's more they keep track of comings and goings than having closed borders. Mm. Your feet do get very cold walking across a glacier. We, uh, I, I probably have a name or two to conjure by as well, you know. Maybe not anyone important, but someone who... Yeah, let me pull up the oldie fantasy name generator. Oh, and actually, come to think of it, I am wearing my sash, you know. You are wearing your sash, and that does automatically get you a certain amount of respect. And, oh, yes, we we deal with people from your organisation all the time. Yeah. They do. They will probably assume, because you're wearing your sash, that you are here on official business for the mm. border riders, at least at first. Mm. Well, you know. I'll, I'll not I'll not prey on that, but I won't disabuse the notion if I don't. <laughs> so you, you are met at what is, broadly speaking, the normal glacier crossing. There's two or three places where it is easier to cross. Um, mm. One near the mountains, one near the edge, one vaguely in the middle. Mm. And you are met there by an elf who introduces herself as Selena. Good to meet you, Selena. Uh, mm, likewise, what can we do for you? We've come to, uh, well, we, we find ourselves in a bit of a pickle, and I gesture, I gesture at the uh, baby giant eagle. <laughs> Selena looks, and her eyes widen. Oh my, that's uh, not I... the usual edge fair. <laughs> well, no, our uh, young friend here is getting a bit big to... Uh, travel with us see and is a bit small to travel with us as well so sort of find yes i see what you mean between place i think that might be a problem for the elders more than it is for me well i was mostly just hoping um but i know i've seen your druids at work yes yes i see what you mean um there's some of them uh, near here they like um the flowing ice for some reason it helps with their thing sorry i mostly shoot things <laughs> oh, that's a... i don't really know how the whole druid magic works uh, but I, I can i can be spared i can show you uh, where you can speak to someone come along with me that'd be a real help thank you so much hey does anyone in the party not speak elvish <laughs> Oh yeah, that whole uh, conversation was in Elvish. <laughs> I... You might all speak it. I can't remember. No, I, think I you speak, do all Elvish, speak Elvish. Yeah. I think we had this in Prowl. Hey, Maynard, do you speak Elvish? Yes. Uh, yes, I absolutely okay. do. You do Wait. all speak Elvish. Oh, so good. all of you understood that conversation. Perfect. Uh, Selenar will lead you... Uh, how far would it be? It's probably about an hour's walk. Um hmm somewhat further west and leave you at the edge of a more green and verdant grove even than the forest usually is and some of the trees have got tree houses built either between their branches or between several pieces of, of tree canopy they are linked by rope and wood bridges and there are ladders to the floor as much as they can although they've built in the trees these dwellings are built in a way that doesn't damage or disturb the trees and where they can be adapted to some extent to how the trees decide to grow so it's not fixed stairs it's ladders and then when the tree gets taller you can extend the ladder mm. right should I don't really know how to uh, call on a druid at home. Kind of, um, I I'm hoping our guide is. A, has our guide like taken us there or, or just directed us? Sorry. Uh, 
taken you close enough to go, look, there it is. Yeah, that's fair. It, well, at that point, I'd be like, no, listen, I don't really know how to call on a druid at home. I don't... Walk up and say hello? Okay, fair enough. I think I think in, I think in trick, like a druid... They'll probably know you're coming. A variant of monk, you know? Yeah. yeah. They'll probably know you're coming. They usually do. Okay, well, that, that's a relief. Right. Off, off we go, then. And I'll, um... I'll, I'll, I'll lead confidently. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, pretend you're not. I feel like I feel like I probably have had connection with druids, but usually druids who are busy being terrifying battle monsters, not druids who are yes, busy. Yes, very, very much so. You 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 have. Like, if you're seeing a druid, it's probably because there's some kind of horrible edge monster that they're helping you fight, yeah. and they've turned into an elemental or a giant monster of their own. Yeah. Like, it's not so much druid that you've dealt with as mammoths. <laughs> who are also elves in some strange way. Yeah. But in this case, someone does seem to know you are coming. And they step out of this grove of larger trees a few feet towards you and say... Welcome, strangers. Ah, good. Uh, is it evening? I guess it's it's yeah. It's pro- it's mid afternoon. Alright. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, we were hoping that you might be able to help. Well, help our our friend here. I say, gesturing again at the three foot tall eagle. Well, hello, young one. You're a long way from anything like home, aren't you? Was that in Elvish or was that in Eel? That was all. That was all in Elvish. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and they they will come forward towards Arvid and start gently looking them over. We've How did been... you come by this one? Oh well, I mean, I didn't come by this one. I say, have I heard the story? Do I know oh, how they yeah, came we by? Yeah, we absolutely explain. At yeah. some point, we would have. Yep, yep. There was. Uh, well, their parents were killed in a misunderstanding. Um, and, uh... Hmm. Ember's been uh, looking after them, but they're getting to be a bit too big and a bit too small to travel with us. Um, oh, yes, you're not of an age to be adventuring, are you? So you brought them to us to adopt... Well, just you seem to be the most likely people to know how to look after a, a three-foot-tall eagle chick. Fledgling, I guess. I would say so. Probably, yes. Unless you're secret bird experts. Hardly. But you look like adventurers. M- more of the adventuring persuasion, yeah. Mm. You are definitely too young to be going into dungeons, aren't you? Again, talking to the eagle. There's a lot of it's like you've just shown a horse girl a horse and they're sort of talking to you <laughs> but just as often talking to the animal be- because ember has been pointed out as the person doing most of the bird care will look to ember you realize this these birds are very intelligent very intelligent mm-hmm. and when this one grows up they may not want to come back to you, and we won't force them. That's absolutely their their place to say. Good. I've promised them that we will come back, but whether they join us will be their decision. Just so. Good. It was good of you to adopt them. To, I know they, uh, birds are not the easiest things to take care of when you're not one. Hmm. They've become like family at this point, so I hope you'll take good care of them. Of Maynard will um, do that trick where he uh, uses prestigitation to flavor a piece <laughs> of meat, like maple candy. Fake maple and candy. And feed it to Arvid. Says, Bloody nuggets, yep. <laughs> more, more candy when we see you next. There is he, Arvid nuzzles into your hand and also eats the candy. Ugh, cute. Aww.
there's there's a kind of a smear of blood on your hand now. Oh well. It's fine. Candy flavoured. Yum. I feel like you could play a drinking game with this podcast for every time that I say this, but Ember is holding back tears. Oh. Arvid is a little uncertain about this new person and a little clingy and doesn't want to be left behind, but also knew you were going to do this. Um, at the point where you have tried to say your goodbyes and are trying to actually leave them behind, the druid will turn into a giant eagle. Oh. Oh, wow. Which Arvid finds intimidating. So they're a lot bigger than the people were. It's a lot bigger than me. But also the body language translates in a way that yours doesn't. And Arvid settles and will reluctantly hop away into the trees following this sudden 12-foot eagle and squawk at you. Well, I guess that's that for now anyway. We'll come back. Your DM would like to thank you for not taking the baby eagle chick into all of the dungeons when you go to explore dwarf ruins. Yay! Trick, we successfully trick is, got rid of the burden. Trick is just maintaining this very neutral expression, just like, yes. I am also very sad about the bird who I never liked. The... <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to internalize that the bird is a person, all right? It's true, it's true. It's even so, I don't have to like your kids who you adopted from their parents who you murdered, okay? I just don't have to. <laughs> this game is about keeping secrets from the people you love. So I believe the next place on your itinerary is you want to go and visit some ruins. Yeah. I'm just going to take this opportunity to update timings. So it was a month. You had a month to Midsummer. You spent a week going to Eisenbrook, so that makes three weeks. You spent a week coming back, so it's two weeks. And you've had four days coming around the edge of the mountains. So it's currently about ten days until Midsummer, which is when you expect your potential co-conspirators to get eaten by a dragon. Oh no. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> Oh, this whole revolution thing doesn't seem like it's going to work out, just just, just logistics-wise. I don't think we're going to be able to do it. It will take you from here about six days to get to the ruins and about two... Well, sorry, no. Wait, wait. I can't do sums. Yes, about six days to get to the ruins and about two days to get back. So if you don't spend more than four days at the ruins, you can get back by midsummer. Okay, let's do this. I mentioned these things so that you were in full possession of the facts that your characters would have. Mm. Facts which facts which real facts which real has presumably been obsessing over. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm imagining real getting the diary out every night, making his day planner. I don't think Trick is fully clear that that real is still seriously intending to overthrow the dragon with the help of four like people who have been in a jail ready to die for the last like month unless you in fact still do not know that apparently we are planning on asking their help mm. yeah th when you spoke to them before the dwarf asked if you could arrange for her to have a weapon so she could at least morally speaking defend herself from the dragon before getting eaten because dying in battle is more dwarfy hmm mm. And then Rill brought up the, hey, maybe we could collectively fight back properly. And then Azar ushered you out like, nope, we're not talking about this. This interview is over. So that's that's where you got to. All right. So some See point you. when we're heading towards the ruins, uh, Rill will, will mark uh, something off on a little piece of parchment and go, okay. So I can't spend a lot of time at the ruins. Well... We can spend some time, a couple of days, at the ruins, but then we need to be back in Fossberg for the uh, midsummer celebration, as it is. Wait, what? Why do we need to be back in Fossberg for midsummer? For the prisoners and the dragon? 
To watch the prisoners get eaten by the dragon, or...? No! To stop it from happening! Uh, um... Well, you're welcome to go back to Fosberg whenever you like. Uh, wish you the very best of luck. <laughs> <laughs> you would stand by and let let people get eaten by a dragon? It's what dragons do! Well, I'm, they I'm, don't have to. We can, we can stop it. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's right what's going to happen to them. But there are. There are priorities. There are priorities. And didn't these people? Didn't these people kill your friend? Yes, but they deserve real justice, not murder. And justice is, what else? Not that. What they did can. Hey Ben, can I ask a few things about the um, about the about the drow legal system? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, aren't you the one who was torturing them? What is the penalty for murder? Roll history. <laughs> I mean, to be, to be honest, this is more of a question. And you know what? Fuck it. I'll roll history. Why not? I, mean, I don't think. Trick would necessarily know a huge amount about the Drow legal system. I mean, that's a 15, though I think modified by the fact that I have no reason to really know anything about the Drow legal system. <laughs> this is more a question of. It's just grounding real here. <laughs> well, I suppose real is probably from a family. I believe it's from a family fancy enough that they probably don't need to worry about criminal justice unless they really fuck up. There's not really criminal justice, there's more mm. civil justice in mm. the. Like, a victimless crime wouldn't be a crime. Hmm. So, it's more... And there will be courts and places you can go to formally argue these things. But it's about arguing conflicting rights, including the right to vengeance. Hmm. And who morally has the right to get their way in a given situation, including the situation of, it is my right to take vengeance in this way, at this time. So it's adversarial but between competing interesting parties rather than between an advocate and the state okay so yeah i'm just gonna like real first i'm not saying regardless of the question of whether we should try to commit regicide we also can't and we and when we fail again you you don't have family in the forest. I know that. But, okay, so we it don't... It is a just... when we fail, not an if we fail. We're not strong enough to fight a dragon. Okay, so so we don't fight her. Uh, what if we just get the prisoners out of there? Then she comes after our family. But if we find... Uh, we're going to ruins. If we find something that we could... Trade. Yes, instead. if we find the Scourger's own spear in that in those catacombs, then yes, fine, by all means. But let's not put ourselves and everyone around us in danger just tilting at windmills. You've got to let this go. But it's not. It's not right. It's just. doesn't matter if it's right or wrong, you can't do anything about it. And that's just the reality that we have to live with, Rel. Maybe we could think about doing something, organising something in the future when we have some more time to plan or we've got a movement behind us or whatever, but right now and more experience fighting I just don't want there's going to be more people Real. like Annette out there that is the entire that is why Real. I'm trying Real. to stop that from happening that is not justice that is just it's murder and murdering them letting them be murdered doesn't make anything better but getting ourselves killed doesn't make anything better either. I know. Real, sometimes you can't save everybody. But I want to. I know. 
It's tempting to think that we can. Trust me, I've I grew up reading stories about the war and the heroics, and you only hear the stories about how everybody saves everybody. And those are the stories. But then you go to history class and you learn about how many people had to die for those stories to be real. I know exactly the cost of this sort of thing. I'm not doing this lightly, but... Never mind. Maybe you're right. I... I'm sorry. I really am. Quick out-of-character um, question uh-huh. for Chris. Mm. Um do you, I, I hope you don't feel slighted that the rest of us No, are... no, it's good. No, it's good that you are trying okay. to talk sense into this man. He needs it. It's fine. <laughs> I, I totally understand. It's okay. I okay. just want to make sure that you as a player weren't, like, dedicated to this cause. No, and no, it's, the a, rest like, of it's, us a bad, it's a very it. bad idea at this point. His, his sense of justice <laughs> so is just... Uh... Listen, buddy, last time someone tried to defeat death didn't work out so well. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, last time someone tried to defeat death, they did very much kill death. So, <laughs> listen. Did it help? No. Listen, no. we can put death in a sack and hang her off of a cliff for a couple days. I'm sure it'll be fine. That's never gone wrong in Legends before. Anyway, back in. Hey, how do you feel about boulders? <laughs> Your route back takes you again through Fosberg as you head towards the ruins. And it's hard not to notice as you're passing the mist-shrouded plaza that is the dragon's lair, just how big she is. Is she there? She is. You pass in the evening as she is settling into sleep, and you get glimpses of her through the mist. She's just big. You could... She could swallow you. Uh, how, like, are we just, like, passing through in, like, a couple minutes, or what, like, what's, are we stopping for supplies here? Up to you. With whatever time we are spending here, I'd like to try and sketch her, as much as I can see anything of her, I suppose. Cool. Yeah, okay. Roll, um, probably dexterity for drawing, isn't it? Uh, that makes sense, yeah. Uh, oh, that's a 19. Okay. It feels like quite a dangerous endeavour because you have to approach closer than anyone else is really going to start getting a sense of the dragon's outline through the mist. But you do have also your memory of a couple of times when you have seen her in flight to help you out. And the mist does shift and stir so you're piecing together the views that you get Um, but after 15 minutes of sketching you you feel like you've got a reasonable likeness you're not you don't think you could necessarily pick this dragon out of a lineup of dragons from your sketch Uh but you feel fairly confident about the anatomy and the proportions okay I think that's as as close as I'm willing to go right now to get a good close yeah, yeah, close you are view. not sure how you would tell if she was actually asleep. Yeah, I don't I don't want I do not want to get that close uh to find out. <laughs> are you doing anything else while you're here or was it just a, a stop off to sketch a, a dragon? You would notice actually just because you're spending time in the plaza looking at her wherever she keeps her hoard of gold and jewels and fancy armor it's not here she's not currently sleeping on a pile of treasure oh yeah i didn't expect she would be that would be uh a big security risk for one thing but i suppose she is her own security so she can do what she wants with her gold um okay she is mechanically huge right okay yeah that's all i wanted to do unless anybody else wants to do something while we're here nope look nervously at where Azar usually lives and shudder. <laughs> Do you want to go fair. That's fair. <laughs> Do you want to go talk to him? Oh. No, I think I know enough. I think that he and I would be better if we just tried to forget it. It's just hard. 
I'm sure I'll get used to it. Okay, another couple of days journey, thankfully this time away from the dragon, will bring you to the Principe's ruins, you remember. Sorry, I'm just distracted because an actual real-life mouse just ran across my floor. Oh, oh. that's not good. <laughs> Rental houses! 